Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Does it get any better than Chicago food? From longtime favorites to newly opened locations, Italian beef joints to pizza places, burritos to sushi, Chicago's very own eats celebrates a wide range of food and restaurants in the greater Chicagoland area. Hosts Kevin Powell and Michael Piff welcome you into their daily food talk in the WGN Radio break room as they discuss their latest foodie adventures, their top five lists, the latest social media arguments, interviews with chefs, and conversations with local celebs about their favorite places to eat. This is Chicago's Very Own Eats. All right, this is episode seven of Chicago's Very Own Eats with me, Kevin Powell, alongside the great Mike Piff. Mike, let me ask you a question. Do you get food delivered often? Yes, very often. We are big fans of, first off, ordering directly from places if they deliver, picking up, or, uh, you know, using DoorDash. So were you always that way, or did the pandemic kind of lead you down that path? Well, like, we don't want to go out, we don't want to go to a restaurant, let's order food. Or were you just always the convenience factor for you? I think the the pandemic really uh, made us use it more. I think a big part of it is we wanted to be able to, like, help out businesses with delivering stuff like that. And yeah. for a while, that was the best way to do it. Um I personally like going to pick up if I have time to do it. That way I can go in person. And uh, real quick, what's your stance on tipping when you order out? Like when you go to pick it up? Like when you go to pick up. Do you? So this is a funny conversation because more and more places, including in our building here at 303 Wacker in the lobby, there's kind of this cafe. And when you check out, it's basically like an iPad that you scan your card with. Yeah. And... I kind of laugh at it because sometimes I'll go for like a bottle of water and like an apple and it's, you know, $4, but it immediately prompts you to tip. Right. Yes. And I just guilt myself into just being like 10%, whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, all the guy did, I, I grabbed the, the banana and the water from right. the, the little cooler area. And now the, the, the screen immediately says, do I tip? And then I feel bad and I almost always tip like 10%. Mm-hmm. Do you 10%, do that? 10% because if you I notice think, more and more places do that, they have like the iPads, they yes. flip around and you scan your card and it's like you just do the whole thing yourself. Yeah, a big part of it is like they want to just, I don't know, make it cashless so you're not doing it that way. But then all of a sudden you feel guilt tripped, like yes. when you don't want to like, it's like I picked up this bottle. But I, I know during the pandemic I really wanted to help out and yes, tip a lot. A long time ago, when I uh, was bouncing around pizza places and bringing my dad with me, he tipped some uh, in uh, this place in Buffalo Grove. I think it's called Nino's. Yeah, I've been out to Nino's there. Nino's, times. Nino's is awesome. They do good pizza. They do a great chicken dinner as well. Very reasonably priced. You get chicken aside. It's great. Big fan of Nino's. But like, I saw him tip when we were just doing pickup, and I'm like, if my dad tips, yeah, I ought to tip. So I do that at most places. So how like much you said, do you tip though. Like for a pickup. I'll I'll do like five bucks. Okay. If it's if it's like, within if it depend reason. Depend on the cost of the order. Like if it's like a $40 sometimes it dinner. is. Sometimes it does. Like if it's like say like I'm picking up a ten dollar pizza. Why am I going to tip you half of that? Okay. Or like so you three just put bucks. a couple bucks on. Yeah, I always put a couple bucks down for that. I think the majority of the time I do guilt myself into it and and do 
end up tipping something. Just, I don't know. You just do it, right? Also, it's like, it's a, like it's if like you a, did like a nice major... coffee for me, like if you like, you know, did like an espresso type drink for me, you know, you did, you put in some effort to that. I'm going to put in a couple, like maybe two or three bucks. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, you, you never used to go to like tipping at certain spots never used to be an option, right? Like yeah. it was just, you'd go in for a quick something and you go out I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just funny. It's almost like you go there and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'm just buying a bottle of water, but it's asking me if I want to tip on this. And right. I typically do like 10%. But like when the delivery sites start like adding it on, it's like, no, that did not. I'm not giving you seven extra bucks for that. So that's what I was leading you to. So I've personally, if I rarely get food delivered, I think I did one of these, um, you know, third party apps once. I got a sandwich delivered here. And it was cold and gross by the time it got here. And I just Yeesh. don't trust that. We had someone here order cupcakes for somebody's birthday, and the cupcakes were all thrown around. Oh, we I got, heard that make it on air. And we got a <laughs> yeah, we got a weird message back. Now, look, I understand during the pandemic, it was a great opportunity for businesses to get their product out there and for people to make some money delivering the food. Problem is, and we'll dive into this down the road as well, but there's, and I had seen reports of this sometimes recently at an article about it, how these third-party apps are really price-gouging businesses. Yes. Like 30% takes on orders, which chefs will tell you, like, that's just, it doesn't make sense to them. Right. So most of them will tell you, restaurants will tell you, just order directly when you can. I know it's difficult for some, especially with staffing issues and things like that right now. I know one pizza spot I order from in River North does the third party. And I called once and I was like, do you guys do delivery? Do you do the third party? He's like, we do the third party app, but starting at like five o'clock, they have their own drivers going. I'm like, I'll just oh. wait like an hour and call you for the direct delivery from the That's a good spot. tip. Like reach out and just ask like, yeah. hey, when does your delivery start up so that I can pay you directly? Yeah. Personally, I don't like getting food delivered just because it's, it adds a uh, I mean, pizza's different, right? We've all mm-hmm. ordered pizza. Pizza's obviously a late-night thing, too. So you're like, ah, I could go for pizza. You get a yep. pizza delivered. And it's pizza. I mean, it's it's going to travel well. Certain food, I'm like, I just don't trust it. I'm like, who is this person delivering my food? How long are they going to take? Is the food going to be cold when it gets here? And I don't mind going somewhere. And I, I typically like just going, if I'm going to get like a full meal, I typically like just going to a restaurant and sitting down yeah. and experience it. But I understand, you know, some people are in a hurry or whatever it may be, but... I would say uh, direct delivery from restaurants is the way to go. You know, it's also better for your wallet because those delivery apps, if you look at the charges you got on there, like I I had to get home late the other night and, you know, I'll say it. I ordered some Rosati's because I needed a fix, you know, (laughs) and it was supposed to be a $15 pizza and I ended up paying 40 bucks. Oh, man. It was ridiculous. Yeah, there had been times here at the station where I'm like, I'm starving. Maybe I'll order food. And some of these restaurants I go to, the only option they have is through whatever some of these, you know, what are some of them? Dash? I don't even know. DoorDash, your Grubhubs, Uber Eats. Sometimes I, I don't. I tried Uber Eats one time. And they showed up an hour and a half after they were supposed to. Yikes. It was burgers from across town. Oh, that's no good. And they came in like hockey pucks. So I just swore off Uber Eats after that. But yeah, there have been times where I'm like, maybe I'll just get like a sandwich delivered. And then I'm like, by the time I'm checking out, it's like $10 sandwiches. The whole thing's like 20 bucks. I'm like, it's not worth it. I could wait a couple hours. I'll just eat when I get home. Or you could take that drive. Like, you know, again, it's different for your situation. Like, I, we totally get that. But if you can go pick it up, you're going to get it quicker and you're going to get it fresher. And, and I think, like, in, again, all, a lot of this stemmed from the pandemic and people, I will say this, it's incredible 
I live in an apartment. I can walk to a McDonald's that's a block away. There's another one that's probably four or five blocks away. I will get down to the lobby, and there will be a bag of McDonald's <laughs> dropped off at the front lobby desk. I'm like, that's next level lazy. That is special kind of lazy. Like right this there. McDonald's that I can walk to, I'm not kidding, is one block away. I can probably get there in under five minutes. Less than for two, it's two to three minute walk if you catch a green light. And people are getting fast food a block away. Delivered to an apartment lobby. You know, and and I'm like anyone else who doesn't want to put like gym shoes on. I'll just, but I've really accepted wearing socks and sandals if I'm going to pick up something. (laughs) Just, just wear pants. It's okay. You know, people understand. People understand. Um, So I wanted to start with that, and we can maybe we'll get a restaurant owner or chef to talk about a little bit more in detail about. And look, I'm not entirely against the whole third party thing because it does create jobs for people delivering food and all that. And we're seeing more and more of it around the city. I'm like, you know, you have people on their bikes and they've got all this gear on, and it's food services I'd never heard of. But you got to be reasonable here for the restaurants who are putting in all the effort to make the food and for it for it uh, for them. Uh, to be reasonable and for them to be profitable as well. So we'll get a chef on uh, to talk about that a little bit more. Let's get to uh, you had. Um, uh, I had a heck length? of a weekend. Yeah, let's get man. to that. You were in Quad Cities. I was in the Quad Cities. Uh, we were celebrating my father-in-law's birthday early. Uh, he lives out in Coal Valley, but um, so I went to school out there at Augustana College. And that's where I met my wife, Amy. But I happened to try something that you used to have in college. Yes. Uh, so some friends from Bloomington Normal brought up a three-pound bag, frozen bag, of the pub cheese curds. And these things were, I mean, like, like yeah, cheese curds are cool. That's fine. But these people <laughs> swore by them. And now I'm a believer after trying them. Our friends, uh, Chris and Aaron, had... Uh, they basically set up a deep fryer in the garage, nice. threw these babies in. They were out fresh, and they were delicious. So tell me more about the pub and what makes these things so famous. So it's actually called the Pub 2. The t- okay. There was some other pub on campus Was there somewhere. another pub? There was, I guess. I remember being like, you know, a freshman being like, well, where's the first pub? And I, I don't remember the whole story, but it's Pub 2. So it was technically the second pub. First of all, great patio. And in in when, the, when the weather turns... Everyone's ready to get outside. They have an awesome patio in the back that everybody goes to. But it's just a fun, like, go-to sports bar in, in I guess we call it Uptown Normal, not Downtown. It's, it's their downtown area in So normal. it's Normal, not Bloomington. Right. Bloomington is where we would go for, um, you know, the big-time party buses would take you there a little okay. bit uh, south of campus. And that's where, like, you know, a lot of the bars and partying went down. But Uptown is more of, like, hey, let's go to a sports bar. There's Maggie Miley's, which is a really good Irish bar. Um, in Uptown. Uptown is like right next to campus, essentially. Mm-hmm. Bloomington, you can walk, and I made some walks back from the downtown area <laughs> of Bloomington. Uh, but typically, that was a party bus type night, like a Friday night or a Saturday night. But uh, Uptown was great. It's a, it's a great little downtown area in Normal, but the Pub 2 is a great spot, and they're known for their cheese curds. And um, I haven't been to Bloomington Normal in a long time. I haven't had those cheese curds in a while. I don't know. Um, you've had them recently. How they would like compare to other cheese curds I've had, but it's one of those things that just becomes like a staple in the area, mm-hmm. and everybody goes to it for that. You get a bucket of cheese curds, you know, a burger. You go to college campuses now, Mike, after being away from it or being in the city, and like 
The last time I was on a couch, I was like, God, everything's so cheap here. This is amazing. You know, you get, like, cheap beer. Like, yes. It's not like, you know, Chicago, obviously. So Pub 2 is just a fun spot. It's a great spot to watch a game. Um, they were known for the cheese curds. We'd kind of get a little bit of everything. But you'd always – it was pretty much a guarantee when you went you're getting, like, at least one mm-hmm. – basket of cheese so mine had a little bit of heat on them with some jalapeno that's not the standard i don't remember that i think we would just get regular cheese curds and i think they had a pepper jack so maybe that was it pepper jack yeah i remember i remember it basically just being like your regular cheese curd and a pepper jack yeah that was fantastic um and then when i go to the quad cities i always eat really well um and some people when you think quad cities and i if i bring up wgn radio out there immediately they think spike odell they go, oh, Spike on the mic. I'm like, ah, past my time, but that's awesome. Very cool. But we, uh, so whenever we've been going out to breakfast lately, my father in law has been wanting to try everybody's country fried steak. And I don't know if the last time you've had a country fried steak anywhere. Maybe before. like once in my life. Oh my god. I've gosh. never been like overly like, I got to try a country fried well, steak. I never tried it until I started going to breakfast with these guys. And, uh, and he's, he's, this was our third, third stop for him trying country fried steaks. I had mine in a skillet form at Melly's in Moline and oh my gosh, I was set for the rest of the day. You <laughs> yeah. know, I kept he eating really well. After that, yeah. Oh, but crispy, you know, flattened out steak, delicious in skillet form. And then we went into East Moline, which is the home of Spike Odell or like the fifth quad city. I know the math doesn't add up there, but uh, this place called the Combine and they did this cool thing with their steaks where you could get this parmesan sweet corn crust on top as like a topper and you you know i've never heard of that before it was delicious that does sound real i'm typically not like a crust guy on the steak because steaks Mm -hmm. themselves if they're done right you don't really need it but uh they can be delicious that's for sure yes yes and then we made our way out to anawan the next day to find uh the wildest ice cream i've ever had it had four different kinds of cookie dough in it wow Speaking of ice cream, by the way, I was at the White Sox home opener, and we talked about this, the rainbow cone. Yeah. I did a couple of laps just around the concourse to kind of see things. And first of all, all the concessions were open. I hadn't seen that you know, since 2019. That's from, awesome. Everything was packed. And th- it was really cool to see. And it, to see it fully staffed and fully crowded, we hadn't seen that. I mean, even last year when it was full capacity for much yeah. of the year, it just... There were lines, and they weren't fully staffed. Mm-hmm. It felt like full-go White Sox baseball guaranteed right field. But I will say that something I probably saw the most of was people walking, rocking around with rainbow cones. That's amazing. Those are going to be a big hit on the south side. Uh, my friend uh, and now current uh, social media manager over at NBC Sports Chicago, uh, Tori Rubenstein, got the very first slice. Wow. It was funny because I saw her post it from the NBCS White Sox account, and the following tweet was... Uh, Paul Sullivan taking a photo of her, and it was like social media inception. It was hilarious, but I'm also very jealous of Tori, so good job. Monumental moment at the, at the uh, guaranteed rate field, getting the first rainbow cone. <laughs> that should uh, be an annual Sox. thing so, now. Yes, build a statue, put a plaque up or something. But I do think that's going to be a big hit. It didn't hurt that it was just about a perfect day uh, for Did you get anything well. to eat? You know what? We just went to like the media cafeteria and had some food there, but I didn't. I didn't do any of the ballpark food. I kind of got our fix when we did that whole. Uh, yeah, we got a long season to go. I'm like, I don't need to start overloading on, <laughs> on Polish sausages and bratwurst. I'll hold off a little bit. So I'm, I'm supposed to go tonight. Uh, if That's the weather happen, holds up, Mike. I know it doesn't look like <laughs> it. So I may be going this weekend, and I think the first thing I get is going to be a Polish sausage. If not. 
uh, Cuban sandwich with bacon. I walked past the Cuban sandwich uh, concession. I immediately thought of you, Mike. Thank there, you. There was you a know, line there. Anytime Jose Abreu homers, go get some. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Or Luis Robert. Or Luis Robert. You know, you just need to celebrate with Cubans every time. Luis Robert's going to win MVP. Yes, he will. Um, well, I did uh, real quick for the Masters because... First of all, we did like a master spread, which was great, but they also are known, other than the egg salad and the pimento, they do have a barbecue sandwich. So I'm like, all right, this is a good opportunity to do a pulled pork sandwich. And it's real. It's a real simple process. I do it in the Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. Um, smoking, it's obviously always great. But I just you just take your, your pulled pork, I season it the night before, and I sear it in the Dutch oven, all sides. I take it out, saute a little bit of onion, put it back in. Pour a beer around it, and you put it in the oven for three to four and a half hours, and and it just completely falls apart, and it's still juicy, and you get a great crust on the outside of it. Um, And then I make the barbecue sauce in the drippings. So everything left in in the Dutch oven, which is, you know, everything left behind after, um, you know, braising all of it. Um, And you can do it in so many ways. I do some brown sugar, some ketchup, little apple, apple cider vinegar, a little bit of a Dijon and a little bit of Worcestershire. Sauce. Worcestershire. So just a little bit of that, and then you kind of simmer together, and it's just it's such a it's great. I love. It's the second time I done. I did it for the Super Bowl as well, and it's just a great. Uh, well, easy, now I'm craving it. Yeah, it's just a great easy. I mean, it takes time, but it's it's a simple process, and it uh, it was fantastic. So it was a good weekend uh, for the both of us. Let's get to uh, you sent me this list, and I know yes. nothing gets the people talking in Chicago quite like pizza, and every so often. Uh, if you want to get social media traction or you want to get clicks on your website, you put together a pizza list, Mike. Yes, and put together <laughs> a Chicago pizza list because you know you're going to get arguments. Yeah, so this is the one you sent me from tastingtable.com. Yes, this is the one that's been making the rounds recently. And what's funny about it is um, my wife shared this with me, and that's how I know something's made the rounds. If she's seen it, then I know other people have seen it. <laughs> And it actually prompted us to pick up some frozen Pequods to bring out to our friends in the Quad Cities, too. <laughs> I love it. Well, let's start from the bottom. At number 10, they have Phil's Pizza, which is a Southside Bridgeport tavern-style pizza. Have you been to Phil's Pizza? You know, that's one of the few I haven't been to. And I want. have you been to Phil's? Because I've actually seen this pop up on a couple lists and, and, and a few other things lately. So I'm curious, is it really worthy of number 10 overall? I, I don't know. I've not been. I was really uh, leaning on you here, Mike. You're the pizza expert between the two of us. So <laughs> you know I've been what, to a though? few of these spots that did make the list, but I hadn't seen Phil's. You know, there's so many pizza arguments online. I don't see Phil's pop up that often. Not saying it's not great. Yeah. So going into this conversation, I actually asked people on, on my social channels asking, hey, what are the kind of pizza places that don't make these lists? And Phil's came up a couple times. Okay. So, you know, good on you guys at the tasting table to uh, pull out, pull one out from the uh, the B-side it, for this list. It says here, all of Phil's pizzas are covered with a thick, gooey layer of mozzarella, which perfectly counteracts the crispiness of the cracker crust. Which cracker is, crust, okay. tavern-style cracker crust, I think, is what most... I don't necessarily love the cracker crust. I love just your tav- tavern-style Chicago yeah. pizza. Um but that does sound fantastic. So we will have to get to that. Robert's Pizza. Have you been to Robert's? I've been to Robert's. Robert's is good. Robert's Pizza is in the Streeterville area. You would uh, you'd miss it if you didn't know it was there because <laughs> most of the action, if you're going down Illinois towards Navy Pier, um, it's on the Ogden Slip, which Robert's is an awesome spot to go to in the summer. 
because it's kind of this tucked away. You're on the Ogden Slip, on the water. They have great patio seating. It's more your, your I guess, New York style, right? Or, yeah. Or more of a coal oven type spot. That's a really good way to put it. It's, it's Brick oven, I guess, yeah, would be a better way to you put know, it. And you think kind of Neapolitan, not necessarily... Uh, but yeah, long slices, and I like those places—the random ones that you kind of like. They're like maybe the size of our our room that we are recording in right now. Um, those are the kind of places that are going to surprise you, like a Dante's or something like that. Yeah, I will say, like if you're doing uh, a night in the summer downtown, and whether you're going to Navy Pier or just you're kind of r- river north, and you're looking for a, ga- a great pizza spot in the summer, they have great patio seating right by the water on the Ogden Slip, Roberts Pizza. I would recommend it. It's a good spot. All right. Bird's Place, which many uh, equate in some ways to Pequod's. I've never been to Bird's Place. I've heard nothing but rave reviews. I assume you've been there, Mike. I've had Bert's, and I love Bert's. Um, you know, and it, it's funny because I hadn't had it until after I had Pequod's. So Think- which one do you got? If you had to pick pick one of the two because I know that's similar, not fully deep dish, but right. I mean, it got more of that kind of it's that pan. Crip it's pan. that pan caramelized yeah. crust, man. You get you get Pequods right out of the oven. There are very few things better than that. And I think that was a problem for me because I've had it before that I wasn't able to differentiate it too much once I went out to that. It, it's Morton Grove, I think, yeah. where it's at. And I want to go back again. I just want to do a side-by-side. Burt's comes in at number eight on here, which is kind of funny when you look down the list later. So I'm, I'm interested to see some of the explanations here. Middlebrow Bungalow coming in at seven. And when I think Middlebrow, I think, I think of beer. Oh, yes. They, you think bread. Yeah, because a lot of the restaurants use their bread, and their bread is f- fantastic. It's like yes. perfectly crispy and fluffy. Some of my uh, favorite restaurants restaurants use Middlebrow, but they have a beer tap room. This is on the northwest side. Yes. And you've been. I've I've had Middlebrow beer. I haven't had the pizza. Okay. Middlebrow pops up at every beer fest you go to. So when you see people that are walking around with the pretzel necklaces on, because that's <laughs> you know how you soak in your beer, sometimes they have pizza. It's fun. So I got to try that one. It does look really good. Kind of a sourdough crust to it. Um, definitely out of the brick oven as well. Let's get to Peace Pizza. Everybody knows Peace Pizza in Wicker Park. Yes. Uh, pie cut, thin crust pizza. They have all sorts of different toppings. Um I've had it a few times. I'm a big fan of Peace Pizza. I love Peace Pizza. That's your New Haven style. Uh, so representing your uh, your Connecticut style pizza. I So New Year's, I think I told you about this. I haven't told our listeners, but I did a taste of Chicago pizza for my sisters-in-law. They were, uh, <laughs> we all stayed downtown. We had this uh, a kind of apartment condo-like um, hotel room down in Andersonville. And I said, guys, I'll get the pizza. I'll be back after maybe an hour and a half. And what I did was I ordered from, started at Peace, actually, picked up two different pizzas from there. One, which was the honey butter fried chicken pizza, which is incredible. Another being more of a white uh, jardinier bacon type, actually, and mashed potato pizza. (laughs) Wow. I became a believer in mashed potato pizza once I went there. Uh, Then stopped at Bartoli's, got a deep dish from there. Uh, went to Michael's, got my thin crust fix from there. Kind which of a big it, loop, huh? Yep, <laughs> and ended at a, uh, the Rinaldi's of Andersonville because they have 
double-decker pizza. You love the so double-decker. There was only four of us and five pizzas and plenty of leftovers for later. I have to get to Michael's. Everybody talks about that. Let's get yes. to number five, Pauly G's, which I feel like I've had, but I can't recall it entirely, so I will defer to you here, Mike. Have you had Pauly G's? Pauly G's is a great example of uh, of East Coast pizza. It's very good slices. I think they do Detroit style there, too, which Detroit style, for those that don't know, it's more of that thicker Sicilian-type pizza. Um, I'm a big fan. Uh, how do you feel about Detroit-style pizza? I like it. You know, I, people get so argumentative about pizza, and it's like, we can enjoy all of it. You know, yes. I, I like the first time I had Jed's Pizza, and that's like fast food Detroit pizza. Yeah. And it, I like it. It's good. It is basically. Very buttery crust, kind <laughs> yeah. of a pan. It comes in a rectangle. It's not your pie. I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it, too. Apologies is very good. I'm just... I'm interested. It's one of the few, like, buy-the-slice places that make it on this list. We don't have enough buy-the-slice places in Chicago. I agree completely. There's one place, though, that gives you all three kinds. uh, And when I say all three, I mean thin crust, stuffed, and deep dish, all by the slice. That's Art of Pizza, if you ever get a chance. There's one now in South Loop. Uh, another that the one I've been to, that one's more Lincoln Park, Lakeview area. Pauly G's, by the way, Logan Square, Wicker Park area. Let's get to four. And I've always wanted to go here because it's right up my alley. It's got this very old school feel to it. It sits adjacent to a liquor store. Uh, it's on the northwest side, but it's got, you know, the booths, the cool bar, very homey feel to it. It's called Marie's Pizza and Liquors. It looks like it should have karaoke at it. It's got wood paneling, the red vinyl booths, all of that. Have you been to Marie's? I haven't been to Marie's last. That's on my list that I want to do. You uh, and I are going to go to this one, Mike, because yeah. this is where I could post up in a very comfy booth and just crush some greasy <laughs> pizza, couple beers. That's a cool looking spot. It looks like a place that you could make a lot of friends. Oh, for sure. Yes. Uh, okay, Everybody knows this one. Number three on the tasting table list is Vito and Nick's. I was supposed to go to Vito and Nick's a few weeks ago. We get there, and they had been shut down for the day. Unfortunately, it was a uh, we were it was it was a very sad moment for us, Mike. I still have not been to Vito and Nick's, the the very thin tavern style pizza that's been there forever on the yes. south side. Yes, and uh, the difference here with their tavern pizza is they burn the cheese on top. Not like burn, but they Crispy. it's well done. It's well done. And sometimes I like ordering that from places, too. Mm-hmm. They do it better than anybody else. And if you get toppings, they load those toppings on there as if you're getting a thick crust type pizza. Um, thing that I always crack up. It's kind of place that has carpet on the walls. Um, and that just makes it more fun. <laughs> but, yeah. It's that, a throwback. It is, it is a top three thin crust for me. Wow. That's a big statement for Mike Piff. Number yes. two. Have you been to number two, Mike? Yes, I have. Spaka Napoli in Ravenswood. Um, I'm shocked that it's a number two on this list, given some of the places that are on here. I actually love it. I think it's one of the best in terms of Neapolitan pizza. Uh, great vibe in there. You get get two different kinds of pizzas. Get yourself a white pizza. Get it. Get your you know your marinara pizza too. Um, fantastic crust. I'm just, as someone that's Neapolitan's not number one for me, like, ever. Like, it, yeah. I gotta kind of need to be in the mood for it. For sure. Or it's, sometimes it's good date pizza. Like, you're going to a show somewhere, you know, like, say you're at Evan, in Evanston, you're going to a concert at Space next door, they have Union Pizza, they make Neapolitan great there. It, I don't know. It's not, Neapolitan's never a hangout pizza for me. No, that's more of like... 
it almost feels a little more upscale pizza, right? Yes. Like typically the places you go to are they're not they're not like a Marie's with the with the wooden panel it's, walls it's and all the, that. It's uh, a little more um It's Cam from Ferris Bueller doing that pardon me impression. Yeah, I don't have bit. my Neapolitan pizza. It does feel more of like a like and typically places like that have good appetizers too. Great appetizers. So, you know, some pizza places will have like your chicken wings and all that and fried food and then pizza, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um places like this seem to have more of, you know, I don't know if higher end. That sounds yuppity, but it's it's different. It feels so, that way, though. It does feel right. It's, it's, a, little bit it's more a pretentious like a, pizza. A little bit more of like a date night pizza spot. Yes, I'll put it that way. Um, and coming in at number one, Mike, as you alluded to earlier, is Pequod's Pizza. Are you surprised that this came in at number one at the Tasting Table Top Ten Pizza List? I am not surprised that it's a number one. It's not necessarily my number one, but it's in my top five for sure. Pequod's is one of the best pizzas you'll ever have in person. Getting it to go, not so much. I mean, it also depends on what kind of toppings you get on it. But if you load it up and you take it home, I mean, have a air fryer ready to go to get it <laughs> to the right temperature. But Pequod's, I mean, think about your kind of pizza places that you've heard so much about that it almost feels like you're at a concert when you show up there, right? And it's a big event. It is. It's it's an event pizza. That's a good way to That's put it. That's a good way to put it. Event pizza. This is event pizza. And I, like I said last week, I went to pick up a couple. I ordered ahead some frozen deep dishes, which I think is probably a good way to I do it. I didn't know they did frozen at Pequod's. Yeah. If you look online, they have, they're like 10 inches, but they still look pretty big. Okay. So, you know, I get there and it's an hour wait to get in. You have to go at odd hours to do that. I mean, the same goes for, uh, what's that one, pizza oven and grinder? Or- yes. I'll drive past that in the summer on the way to Cubs games on Clark, and there are people just all just chilling outside. Which hanging. is which is your pot pie pizza. Yes. I've, I haven't had it. It looks amazing, though. It's, it's been great. around for a long time. It's great. But Pequod's, yes, I think it's worth the hype when you go get it. That's, that's a, again, event pizza. It's, it's is like Au Cheval. Where it's worth the wait. Get in at a weird time if you want. If you're if you're have a time crunch or something like that, but fantastic uh, pizza there. And you know it's interesting when they put together lists like this. You you know you said it before. You're gonna get a lot of reactions and stuff. Is there a pizza place for you that you're like, why isn't it on these lists? Um, I don't think I have one that sticks out just because. I sort of have my go-tos, and I know they're good, and mm-hmm. most of them are in the burbs, though, and I don't really have, like, in-the-city go... I mean, I don't know. Do you, I'm sure you do. What, I, well, what are some that are surpri- surprisingly not on this list? Well, Coal Fire, for one, should okay, be on this Coal Fire on Grand over there, very yes. good. Uh, their pepperoni, they do, like, a pepperoni. Yes, with the with ricotta, ricotta on top. Yep, oh, yep. yeah, that's the stuff right there. Very good. Uh, coal Fire, like, I would put Coal Fire ahead of Spock and Napoli. On this one, see, it's so hard to do pizza lists like this because there. You also are... have to go to a lot. Well, I mean, how do you compare a Pequod's pan pizza to a cracker crust Vito and Nick's type yeah. spot? You know what I mean? Like, it's very difficult. We have look. I know people are like Chicago's more of a tavern style, but yes, Chicago is known for deep dish pizza. We invented it. Deep yeah. dish pizza is awesome. I like deep dish pizza. So to, to compare it to to our tavern style, it just doesn't make sense. There, yes, this, the ingredients are similar. You got your dough, sauce, and cheese, but it's such different styles that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to everybody's own taste. I will say this about Pequod's. I'm not taking shots at Pequod's. I don't like go crazy for their pizza. I, though, I think I've been there twice. 
I like to get extra cheese on it because it yeah. can be a bit doughy. Can be almost like a, a heavy dough pizza. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I mean, the cheese adds like a little more gooiness to the 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 heavy crust. I need I need my cheese on that to be kind of just eh, there for flavor, almost right. Yeah. In that case, we're getting very passionate with our pizza here. We are. This Sorry was a good that. rundown, and I I, I uh, love that you are here for it because you are the uh, the pizza expert of the podcast. This podcast is horrible for my diet. I'm absolutely <laughs> craving pizza right now. I will say I, I want to say that I've I've done these lists before, and it's so hard to rank everything. Yeah. But I will. You know what? For WGNRadio.com, <laughs> I will put together a list with Kevin's help. I think we have to try a bunch of places to make sure it's sure. filled out around the Chicagoland area. Well, either way, we are spoiled with delicious pizza in Chicago. This was a very fun episode of Chicago's Very Own Eats, Episode 7. I know you've got a very important lunch to get to. You look yes. all swanky today, Mike. I know you got a big sales meeting to get to. I'll let yes. you go. He's Mike Piff, our pizza expert. I'm Kevin Powell. This was Episode 7 of Chicago's Very Own Eats.